To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers man i think that like that's what the media does, Lord. It's like it's it's constantly looking for the next thing. But until Giannis get a jump shot, I can't respect him that's, in, that's in, literally in LeBron's that's, class. That's a huge factor. <laughs> like yeah. it's a huge factor because you saw once we got in the playoffs, like there's ways to stop that. Yeah. So I mean, when, when but the, my thing is, if if LeBron is not the top player in the league, like I think that they trying to rush it because I think that. LeBron's up there. I think Giannis is up there. Now. Yeah, Giannis yeah. is top top three, but I don't think that he's better than I don't think that he's better than Bron right now at his stage and what Bron has accomplished. And then people forgetting that Lebron averaged twenty seven eight and eight last year. That's what he's been doing his whole career. That, that was that was a supposed down year. Like, yeah. come on, man. So I don't see. I, I do see a step back in defense, but when you played as many games as this man has, with the with eight eight straight. Eight straight playoffs. How many finals straight? Seven? Six? It was eight. Eight? Eight straight. <laughs> That's a lot of games. Bro, yeah. like wear and tear. And the most he's had is a growing injury? Yeah. On, but we coming around because Los has made LeBron into the GOAT. And he a Kobe fan like me. Really? So, man, I'm telling you, he making wow. him believe. But, oh, yeah, welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers episode 44. We back in here. I got AD with me. Yes, sir. Back in the building. He's no stranger to the OB family. So we happy to have him, especially in the absence of my boys, Ramon and Lowe. Shout out to y'all. We going to hold it down for y'all, though. Yeah, we going to hold it down. Uh, but, you know, we happy to have that, you know, as y'all knew, last, the last episode he was on, he's a New Orleans native. So, I mean, I just wanted to talk, touch on a couple of Saints things right quick with you. To know, to see how te- you know, test the temperament of the moves we've been making. <laughs> I want to talk about Jaquiz Rogers. So interesting. Last time we, we saw Jaquiz Rogers outside, he played for the Falcons and he damaged us. He did. So now he's a part of us. He was on the Bucks last year. He's on the Bucks. Yeah, okay. He was on the Bucks last year. Okay. So I feel like, but he damaged us on both teams. Literally. But I feel like this is just like another LaShawn Payton trying to get a little tidbit of people offense type deal. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So since he was with the Bucks last year, division rival, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, so what was going on over there? You know, we're signing for a day or two, see what's up. But I mean, mm-hmm. before they signed him, though, they had signed Fat Rob, Rob Kelly. Yeah, and so he only was on a, the team for like a day or two. I guess he he got was the out of shape or something. Yeah. Was not cutting it, so they went and got quiz. So I guess we about to see how long he gonna last. Yeah, well, with with Jaquiz, I think what you have in him is I think we're trying to find that because I mean it, it seemed like in past years like with Sean Payton, he want to have like 
that second back, that quick back, like whether it's Darren Sproles. Correct. He, that's what Alvin Kamara was. Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't say last year because he took more of a – But his rookie. But, yeah, his rookie year, he was more of a, a change of pace back. So it, it seems like he always has to like have that. Like yeah. like randomly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, it kind of kind of has me anxious because, I mean, what's up with uh, – I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Uh, from he he played in Minnesota. He played with the uh, with the Raiders last year. Buck Allen. No, not Buck Allen. He's on. He's our back. He's supposed to be our backup running back. So you know who I'm talking about. I just I'm just not making it clear right now. Uh, Is it the Ravens? Oh, you talking about Latavius? Yeah, Latavius. Oh. So that means that must mean Latavius ain't really showing too much. I don't think it's it's Latavius because Latavius he's more the the Mark Ingram type deal or whatever the, the mm-hmm. big back. I feel like everybody now they're trying to find like the the scat bag type like you was talking about. So that's why they brought in Quiz. That's why they was you know that they had to visit with Theo Riddick or whatever. But he clearly signed with the Broncos, so whatever. But I think the real name to watch is Divine Example, like okay. the, the undrafted free agent. I think he's you always come with the interesting deep dive. I, I think he actually gonna be the the third back on the team now. The dude last year that was the third back, Dwayne Washington, he's still on the squad too. And mm-hmm. he's big with special teams. So that's like another big factor or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with him being able to play special teams. But if Zigbo can play special teams, I think he's going to be the third mm-hmm. back though. So, so you, so you, you, but ultimately you like the Jaquiz Rogers edition. I mean, I don't have any problems with it. You know, always bringing in a veteran. And then if it's somebody that was, you know, in a division rivals offense for a little while, you can get, you know, always go pick their brain about something. So, okay. Always a good thing. All right. Uh, all right. So, next one I want to talk about Cameron Meredith. We let him go. Bro. I drafted him in my fantasy league last year. I mean, and I'm now I'm ashamed of that, bro. But, but the, cra- <laughs> the crazy part about it is, bro, like, so he was there. I, I loved him because, like, I feel like he was slept on under the freeze and all that type of stuff or whatever, but he just couldn't shake back from this injury. I mean, if you can't run routes two years later, you got to go. We got we to gotta move yeah, on. Yeah. They got people in camp showing out, like, the. Um, the undrafted free agent from this year, Emmanuel Butler, he been having a great yeah, camp. I heard about so, him. So, you know what I'm saying? If he out there making plays and Meredith's still on the sideline running yeah. wind sprints, I mean, like, I'm sorry, sir. Like, yeah. we got to move on. We got to, you know, keep this dope going. And then but he went to the Patriots, though. Keith Kirk would have been stepping up. But, see, that's the thing. This could be another Rob Ninkovich situation or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah. lead the Saints, go to the Pats, and then all of a sudden they turn up because they clearly looking for receivers over there or at least somebody to catch passes. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I feel like you. I mean, I think we've always had a strong wide receiver core, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like... Drew turns anybody into yeah. greatness. Undrafted, it don't matter. If you're exactly. not around Drew going to put the ball where it needs to go, you just got to catch it. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you look at Marcus Colston, same situation coming right. on mid-major. Second round pick, you know what I'm saying? And now he just, you know, he, he before MT, he was the best receiver that, you in know... In Saints history. In Saints history. <laughs> so, you know, now that we actually have... You know the one of the we can actually speak on it and say MT is a top five receiver in this league. Yeah, well, he definitely paid like one now. Yeah, sure. so he had the big deal. So I mean, I again, I mean, I think it's one of the moves. I mean, everything the Saints do, I've been agreeing with. So I, I mean, we had to pay him. Oh, I mean, no doubt there was yeah. no way you could not pay him. You know what I'm saying? And then is. The, the thing that I like the most about the deal or whatever is that it's front-loaded. So, you know, usually the Saints make these terrible deals or give these big contracts, and it's usually mm-hmm. back-loaded. So, down the line, we paying 
40 M's at the end of the contract mm-hmm. when they might have, you know, declined off a little yeah. bit, declined. But with Michael Thomas, everything is front loaded. So down the end, if he start, you know, not working as hard as usual, or if he start tailing off, the cap hit, if we did have to get rid of him, it's not as bad. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like Newman's made a, a small move, you know, mm-hmm. loading the deal the way he did. So okay. they, they learned from their mistakes in the past. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the deal too. I mean, I think he's earned it with what he's done. I mean, he's had the most receptions in three seasons in NFL history. history. And, you know, Odell and Jarvis smashed that record. We thought they was going to have it for a while, but MT came behind him and, and, say, and ate that up. Say, look, Odell, yeah. I stayed on the field all my years. So I didn't call you, brother. That's how I go to him. That's crazy. <laughs> and the thing about it, too, is that we know how we've seen what Breeze do. When he has a favorite target, he's going to force feed him. So that makes him fantasy relevant as, as, as ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> like Jimmy Graham, like he used to just just literally like he was triple team. He was going to th- try to thread the needle in there. So, um, MT, I like, I like, I like that, and I like it too because I mean, we got, a, we got a couple more people to pay. We got AK to pay. Uh huh. Oh, everybody's yeah. coming up. Yeah. So, you know, we like, got Marshawn to pay. I was about to say like that. That's all uh, the nice flash names. My biggest name that's coming up that we got to pay is mm-hmm. Ramchek. Like, oh yeah, we got to pay him. That's yeah, he's saying. important. Like, like Ramchek, Ramchek is the most important piece to me that we have to pay. Yeah, you know, if if Lattimore get back to his rookie season. Type deal this year and go back shut down. Of course, he, he's gonna yeah. Be he's he, mean, yeah. Marshawn has kind of taken a step back to me. Yeah, but. like look, see the beginning of last year, and I feel like I was looking at it kind of like from a, a, a out of shape type standpoint. I don't think his mind was like mm. truly into it. I think he had got big headed from the you know rookie season yeah. accolades. But what I've been seeing this off season, it looked like he didn't got his mind back right. Okay, now. so yeah. he he look he looks faster than he was at the beginning of last season and everything mm. so far in training camp. So I think that. That down year and missing the the top one hundred mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? I think it played a big part in him getting his mind right for this year. So, 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 so last year, like one of the things I was telling the guys, like I was like, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm saying the window of us winning this Super Bowl has to close because we have to pay so many guys. And one of those guys that I was saying was Marshawn. I mentioned Ramchick. I mentioned. Uh, I also think Davenport, his payday is coming, but that's further down the line. Further down the line. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, it, with his injury, I think that that, that kind of bought the same sometimes. Yeah, but you know, another guy I mentioned, which you didn't mention, Mike, Mike, Mike Williams, Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. So, but you know what's interesting now in camp is that they saying that reps he had, reps he hasn't been really taking first team reps he's been Saquon sharing Hampton, yeah the, Saquon the, Hampton has that, been that yeah so what you think about that because I, I mean like I think he's damaged I think Marcus Williams is damaged by that PTSD, by the Minnesota yeah, yeah I think so because he's not going as hard like when you look at him he's not going as hard for plays as he once did like he it's like he's like trying to make the safe play instead he, of making the play he's thinking instead of playing mm-hmm. like yeah but. I feel like, you know, the way – because, like, even last year, the Saints hit on a lot of draft picks last year, but we had so much depth that we couldn't keep all of them. Exactly. And so yeah. I think this year with, with Hampton and Gardner Johnson or whatever in the secondary, like, yeah, that's what I, want to talk about. I yeah. feel like that's adding in more competition. So, you know, if, if Marcus Williams, when it comes time for payday, I mean, this kid Hampton – if you outplaying you, sir, you gotta move on. Yeah. But and, and I think the same thing with Von Bell. Von Bell took a big step last yeah. year. He Yeah, I think he's in, found his niche. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When they brought in Kurt Coleman last year, so you know, challenge uh Von Bell, Von Bell stepped up. 
So now Morgan Williams, it's your turn. Like they brought in somebody to come at your hat. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. So, <laughs> so who you think gonna be our starting safety back there when he is? I, I think I think it's still gonna be Morgan Williams and Von Bell gonna be back there. Like I think he gonna yeah. he gonna shake back get his mind right. Cause I mean, there's no way that somebody that's coming fresh into your system should be able to play it better than you. Yeah. So. If the kid out there making plays, that's one thing. But you should be able to be back there making the reads, making adjustments, and all that type of stuff that he mm. hasn't seen yet. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 uh, so yeah, I th- yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it. Like I think that you know when I looked at you know when I you know I actually have the privilege to go. We also had the privilege to go into the camp. Right, right. But when I heard that uh, that Marcus Williams wasn't taking all of the first snaps, I'm like, man, you know, I know he's taking a step back. I know he he wasn't where he was his rookie year. Especially after that play, but I think you know that's interesting. Yeah, he he made they may just be trying to put some pressure to get his mind right. Oh yeah, and Always. uh, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. And especially in this sport, competition is a great thing. Like, if you're not the best player, then mm. I'm sorry. Like, we see what happened with Ken Crawley. Like, mm-hmm. boy was playing out his mind one year. The next year, he looked like the undrafted. Yeah, he <laughs> did. He, he looked was. terrible. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, PJ Williams, right now he's trying to hold down the, the slot road. You know, we brought in Patrick Robinson. Ooh. Patrick Robinson, I guess he hasn't fully shook back from the injury, but you know what I'm saying? That that little slot roll is about to be it's up. is up, you know what I'm saying? Man, I uh I like Patrick Robinson in the slot. I, I really I'm not a big fan of PJ Williams. I you know, mm-hmm. me personally, because it's just you know, I think that he does need to be in the slot. I think he found a role, but mm-hmm. I just look at the Vikings and how Adam Thielen. Well, Adam Thielen will do that to anybody. I mean, but I mean, <laughs> the, it's just you know, he, I think he missed outside of that's a game that stands out to me. But oh, like, but he he, he but he you know a lot of times he he's caught. It seems like he's caught out of position or caught by surprise or something. But like see, that. like the the main thing to me though is like. A lot of his mishaps were early in the season, and that was just the the Saints defense in general. Like, mm. it was a lot of factors, you know what I'm saying? Like, with the whole Ken Crawley not playing up to what he played. Because, you know, once they traded for Eli Apple, a lot of stuff started falling into place. P.J. Williams' game started elevating. He started making a few more plays here and there. But he also got comfortable in the slot role because he was just thrust into that position, too, because he came in as a boundary corner. Mm. They just wind up, you know, trying him at nickel because they ain't had nobody else. And it just mm. wind up, as the season progressed, worked out a little bit better than mm. we expected. So. Yeah, so you mentioned Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, I like him a lot, and I like him the most because he can play anywhere on the field. Yep. What, do you, what do you think his role will be? You think he'll be starting this year? I don't think he's going to start, but I think he's going to get a lot of minutes because, like, I feel like the way that, that the league is progressing, especially – one game to like put a check X circle mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. When that air raid comes into the dome, mm-hmm. I feel like he gonna have to be on the field a lot because air raid, you gonna have four wide receivers on the field as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're gonna need DBs to rotate in that game. So I feel like by and then that's like the halfway bulk of the season too. By that time, his feet should be nice and wet. You know what I'm saying? He didn't Made his mistakes to right, his right, bumps right. and bruises. You know, learn. But the thing I like the most is that he a ball hawk, and that's one of the main things the Saints secondary been, been missing. Eli Apple, he's a decent boundary. He's corner. a tackler. Exactly. He he plays to not give up a play. Mm-hmm. Marshall Lattimore plays to make a play, and that's the same way I feel like going to Johnson is. He coming in there like, yeah. I'm trying to get this turnover. Yeah. Like, it's time to go turn up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> so, do you think it's a situation where they may put him? replace him with Marcus Williams because I feel like Marcus Williams is 
they obviously we feel like that position is not where it needs to be because right, right, right. we continue getting players that can't play that position. And to be honest, bro, like, all right, so Marcus Williams had the great rookie year. Same thing, but it's basically the same thing I saw with Lattimore. He had the great rookie year. Second year, slump. he tailed down. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I mean, obviously Marcus Williams had a huge reason why he tailed off. His missile was just done. But oh my god, this third year, the same leap that we saw from Von Bell. That's the league we gotta see from Marcus Williams. Okay, I liked it. I like. I hope so. Like, oh, I, I please let it happen. Because you know I mean, I mean, that's another guy that he really didn't come from a big college or a D one school. Well, I guess it was D one, but not a mid level D one. Not one of those. Not right, Clemson right. or not right, right, right. Bama. So you know, he's the one that came in with a chip on his shoulder. No one expected him to come in the league and, and do what he he's he done. Came, what he went he to Utah? In, yeah, he went to Utah. He came made a name for himself. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? he yeah. just gotta live up to that name. Now. Exactly. That's all it is. So. You know he, you know he, he can bounce back because I, I mean I respected him when he made when he missed that play and you know I follow him on Instagram and he, you know immediately like the next week he was in the gym. I'm about to say because he was getting roasted enough he needs to go to the gym <laughs> and stay had, on social media. <laughs> yeah <laughs> man. His head. Yeah, I don't even want to really talk <laughs> about it. Bring back bad memories, bro. All the, all the bad memories. Bad memories, bro. It's gotta be out yeah this shit, man. It's so crazy, but like, but it's just so big to me that the secondary plays a huge role this year because we don't have the rotation on the D-line like we've had the past few years. Yeah. Rankin's going to be out, so we yeah. don't have that, that D-tackle rotation. Ayamada missing one game, so he going to start slow. This is going to be the first time Cam Jordan about to start with, like, three people on the line next to him that he hasn't started with the year before. Davenport starting this year, so, you know what I'm saying, we got to make up for the loss of Okafor, so it's a lot of turnaround on the D-line. The yeah. secondary... Y'all been together. Y'all got to step up this year. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, we're going to stay in your hometown, man. We're going to stay in New Orleans, man. We're going to talk about uh, the Pelicans for a little while. And then we'll get into the fantasy football segment. <laughs> yes, but, sir. Uh, you know, just because I had you on and you from New Orleans, so I just had to, you know, get the New Orleans, you know, feel, you know, let you, you know, talk talk about your teams. But <laughs> the Pelicans, you know, I've rented and raved on the podcast about how well David Griffin has done with y'all. He's definitely. And and uh, has shook y'all back, and I always have been very, very hard on y'all just by how y'all have treated y'all past superstars. So now that y'all have Zion, uh, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's needless to say because y'all have a new uh, a guy in David Griffin who really values superstars and really knows how to run a team. But right. I guess I, I'll just go from this side angle. Uh, I guess what do you see y'all? What is a successful season for y'all? And what do y'all? What do you expect y'all to finish? And, you know, how do you expect y'all to mold? So, to be honest, like, the most successful season to me for the Pelicans this year would be an injury-free season. Like, I want to see okay. the full version of Lonzo. I want to see the full version of B.I. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, when Zion, you know what I'm saying, after he got drafted and everything, the whole Let's Dance campaign took off and was running. But dude was a little overweight. But I, I'm starting to see now that he getting back in shape. Yeah, they say he's doing two a days. That, right. So he get he getting back ready, get getting mentally prepared. The city has totally embraced him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Drew Brees kids dressing like him, going to the SV, so it's it's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you hadn't seen this in a while. Cause I mean, with A D, even though A D I don't even think A D had the city behind him like that, like this. Because I could be wrong because I'm not I'm I not. was about to say he he did, but he didn't. Because like, you know, you you have like certain situations in the city where obviously he's the star player, so I mean he's a seven footer walking around with a with a unibrow. So yeah. you know people know who he is, mm-hmm. but to like 
fully embrace the city, you know what I'm saying, the city fully embrace him, mm-hmm. I think just because he's not the, the alpha type superstar or whatever, mm-hmm. that it, he kind of just, you know, was like washed away, especially with the Saints at that point in time, huge, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. hot off the, the Super Bowl and almost, you know what I'm saying, coming back to, mm-hmm. going back to the Super Bowl and everything, his, his era in the city kind of got washed away. Yeah, because I, I work in New Orleans, so I talk to a couple people of my coworkers, and they say they've actually seen him around or whatever, and, uh-huh. and they, they say he's not the nicest guy That's to approach. Saying, like, and that, you know, and I think in New Orleans, like, the thing about it is New Orleans is one of those unique places that even though it's a big city or whatever, but it's just like, if you're a superstar or whatever, like, mm-hmm. people not really, I don't know, people not really just, like, just bombarding you if you was like in LA or New Correct. York or whatever. Correct. It's just like people really just chill in the water. Show love. Yeah, that's what if that's you, all if, it is. We show love to the city. We show love to you. Like I, I always go back to the whole the whole Eric Gordon situation when he first came or whatever, and the first thing he said he didn't want to come to New Orleans. As mm-hmm. soon as you say that to me, you dead to me. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't rock with yeah. the city, and that's how that's how everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't rock with you. Yeah. That's just how it go. Like so they, you they respect our but, but they say he was really like a. You know, they said, you know, from what I heard, like the neighborhood he was staying in, like with his neighbors, he'll just be, they'll tell him in the neighborhood, don't, don't really, he, you know, he got a sports car, uh-huh. from, not to zoom to the neighborhood, yeah. and he'll do it anyway, right. like stuff like that, not, you know, not really be personal with his neighbors That's or whatever. What I'm saying, bro. So, little things. I love AD though. AD's like my, my favorite player, like right now. Oh, like AD's my oh, favorite oh, player. Basketball court. Oh, yeah. I love I, dude. He yeah. a dog. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so, a beast, but. so, but it's interesting enough. I don't know. We finally got a Pelican fan on the podcast but i know ad so i know he don't feel this way but he may he may but y'all was bashing our young core i'm not gonna say y'all because i don't know if that's you but right. your your fans right your counterparts was bashing the young core like lonzo and you know bashing even julius randall right. before he came over there and you know, bi talking about, but now the the, the 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 around the city like, oh, I can't wait to see Lonzo. Oh, he's uh, gonna be good for us. Oh, he's uh, a, like, what's up with that, man? I like number one, people from New Orleans. That's just how we are. We we troll just that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you just yeah. gotta, you gotta take it as what it is. But at the same time, though, like I think one of the biggest things is that I feel like. In LA at the time, because I don't think that Walton was a good coach, to be honest. Mm. So I feel like he was holding them back from what they could progress to be. And I just feel like now that they're going into the Pell system or whatever, it's just so wide open that their talents mm. can really prevail. Okay. And then being, and then especially the way they transition into going from Luke Walton to being under the cloud of, you know what I'm saying, championship of bust with Brian. They mentally weren't prepared for that or ready for that, you know what I'm saying? So now I feel like with this, fresh slate mm-hmm. coming into a new place you know what i'm saying system where it fits a lot of their strengths mm-hmm. i feel like that you know what i'm saying they can progress into being yeah. with what they were drafted to be with you know being what top two picks yeah yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i've had many battles as you witnessed because we all in the same group <laughs> message with pelicans fans and i'm, I'm vouching for lonzo just telling everybody how special he is but y'all have a really special player if he can stay healthy i think he it's no reason why he can't even have all-star game potential even bi yeah. like i love bi yeah. and i hated to, i hated to see him go and even josh hart he's a great role player right Perfect but great. i mean you know now that he it just it just was ironic to me and i said it in previous podcasts just how like funny how the tables have turned like I mean, every player that, that that the pelicans fans bash is now on their team but at the end of the day like 
when all those deals were being presented and on the table, everybody from Jump knew who had the best pieces. I mean, they those two with Lonzo and B.I., they were top two picks for a reason. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, I mean, obviously the talent was there. So, when it came down to it or whatever, <laughs> they were the pieces that had to come. So, but, you know, until mm-hmm. you actually... Become a Pel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We at your top. But it seemed like it seemed like Pelicans fan being Lakers tops more than anything, though. Know? I mean, but that's probably because they'd be around Lakers fans the most too. So you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like that's that. true. That's a good perspective. <laughs> See, that's, I'm glad we have a a, a balanced Pelicans fan here to to like mend mend <laughs> mend the relationship. <laughs> but uh, so speaking of David Griffin, we we progress. I want to talk about this. So you are a LeBron fan, right? Oh, from jump. Okay, so. David Griffin had some words about your boy, and that's now your GM. Right. And how did you feel about him talking, to, speaking on how LeBron's desire to win? When I first saw it, I kind of felt plagued because I was like, so you can't <laughs> talk about Brian like that. Like, this is greatness. But when I went back and did a little, you know, a little one-two, a little research, basically he was saying that the reporter took his words out of context, which, I mean, usually everybody yeah, says that the when they see yeah. how bad it is. And he was like your Twitter to, being hacked. Exactly. <laughs> he was supposed to release like another statement or whatever saying exactly, you know, how it was, is that or whatever. But I feel like the way he was trying to present it was was that it was it was tough because you had the the greatest player on the planet on your team mm-hmm. and you had to every year try your best to surround him with the best that you could because mm-hmm. it was rip having that person you should be chip or bust every year. You know what I'm saying? I could understand in his position because I mean I got a little taste of that with just having LeBron um, this one year this one year because you know prior to LeBron coming we had a young coach in Luke Walton and I, I was explaining this to a couple people the other day the, the initial plan I mean Luke is not a bad coach as people uh, presumably, try to make him out I mean, to be. Should, he should honestly it's, be straight with the Kings, to be honest. Exactly, but they don't have a big personality. Yeah, right. So we hired him with the plan of him growing with our young core with Bi Lonzo. You know, with Joshua came later, so we we never really expected to have a championship. But as soon as LeBron said that he wanted to come to that LA, everything changes and the plan changes. So I can understand David Griffin saying it's not fun for me anymore because right. I'm having to change my plan. When you first, when I first got there, all I had was Kyrie, and y'all was telling me I could build a team organically Correct, because he said yeah. he wanted to build it his way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So when when LeBron comes, I mean, of course, all that's going to change. Like especially us more than ever because now we, now he's with the Lakers. LeBron is, you know, he he's not showing any signs of slowing down. But to me, I think that you know he's getting older, and we all know you know Father Time is un, unmatched. But yeah. you know now you know the pressure is on us to shift from there. So you see us, we shipped our whole young core out, <laughs> created, we had cap space. We we reinvented ourselves and now we got AD. Now we got LeBron. So it looks great, (laughs) you know. So I mean, you understand what David Griffin's saying, but it it just kind of looks bad because I mean I don't ever want to question. And we was talking about this before we started recording, just how you know how LeBron is always under scrutiny. Yeah. And you know the only thing he wants to do is win. Right. But I mean the question this man and do he want to win or do he no longer has the desire to win? Yeah, that. I think yes, BS. You know, I, you know, I think that you know, even himself taking his his uh, 
career tra- trajectory and put it in his own hands. We're looking at Melo now. Right. And Melo's right up there with LeBron at the time when they first came out. But yeah. being that he chose money over just thinking things through and yeah. putting the career in his trajectory, now he's not even in the league anymore. Right. So, you know, you look at LeBron, you can't blame him for putting the career his career trajectory in his hands. But to question that man, what his desire to win, I think, I, I, mean, I don't think, it's, it's you know. Stupid, bro. Like, yeah. it, it really is. I mean, like, you know, KD said it a little while ago, too. He was like, you know, when you when you go with Brian, there's a circus that follows and this, that, or whatever. So, mm. But to me, this is all coming back to the, the, the Twitter fingers and all this. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's a critic nowadays because there's a platform for anybody to speak mm. on it. Like, everybody wants to talk about this. They know sports better than this person, mm. that person. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, we understand. Like, you yeah. just want something to talk about. You you can't talk about this man in no other aspects. Yeah. You just look you searching. Yeah. You we to said that something. too. Exactly. I said that too. Like to be a star since all your life and you never been in any in any type of scandal or anything like that. You know, you gotta look to tear him down. But LeBron handled it like a champ. Like my respect for LeBron but came before he was a Laker. Yeah. And, you know, even if you haven't noticed, you been we, we talked sports before, so yeah. you know, you know me outside of this, so you know, like it started to change. Like at first, when you first met me, you know, I was all anti-LeBron, and only I told you why though, right, because right, right. respectfully so. I feel you, you know, because I'm a Kobe fan, it, it seemed like they was trying to push him out, or whatever. Right. But that's neither here nor there with the point I'm trying to make. But you know, like a couple of years ago, you know, when he came back to Cleveland, you know, my respect kind of rose because I'm just like, you know, I mean, if he doesn't do this. If once he's damaged goods, he's out the league. He's just doing what he has to do to, to make sure that he's doing. He's he's basically he say he want to be a team owner. He's basically doing has the most power as a player exactly. in NBA history. Exactly. So you know I, I respect it. You know and you know I, I I would never question. I don't care what part of that quote they took out of him <laughs> for him to say that. I, I mean David Griffin is where he's at right now yeah. because of LeBron. Oh, because if he didn't have a if he didn't have a chip if he didn't have the chips. You, you had a chip. You had three finals appearances. Like exactly. So, <laughs> and you know the thing about it too is I, I I'm interested to see. I know you will never know because LeBron don't really you know LeBron really just he talk when he want to talk and right. he say what he want to say. I want to know how he feel because honestly when David Griffin got you know departed from Cleveland, mm-hmm. we didn't know the quite circumstance. We 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 just assumed that Dan Gilbert just fired him. Right. But now it's coming out to say that you know David Griffin is saying it's sort of a mutual type deal. But LeBron, mm-hmm. you remember LeBron came out and spoke for David Griffin. Yeah. And he made it no secret that he really liked David Griffin. So for David Griffin to come out and say this, it's just like, it's, are you feeling yourself too it, much? Or it's interesting, bro. It's, it's very interesting. But I mean, hey, I guess we gotta tune into the shop to see. Maybe, maybe Brian might say something. Man, I, <laughs> I'm gonna be watching, man. I just don't like stuff like that because I mean, LeBron really put his neck on the line. Like, the Lakers was trying to get David Griffin yeah. when we was looking for a, an exec, you know. But y'all snatched him right under. I know y'all ain't waste no time. <laughs> hey, we needed it. We but, needed it, bro. We needed it to head in this direction. But I mean, it, it seemed like it worked out for both parties. Y'all got AD out of there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you know, we, it's something to keep our eyes on. So, uh, is that is that all for for before fantasy? I think that's it. Yeah, we 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 basically about to get into it, man. Fantasy. I just got, I just have one question before the fantasy. What's up? How do you feel about Clippers Lakers? Oh, Clippers Lakers. Let me know. Yeah. Something. Well, it's just something I, I guess the NBA, you know, of course knew that everybody would want to see that. You know, and I think it's the it's a way for the Clippers to be relevant. 
Uh, I think it's good for basketball. I think because everybody will be watching on opening night. I right. think it's good on Christmas Day. Yep. Um, I mean, I, it's nothing more to say. I, I think that the Clippers are uh, – it's going to be a good game, but I think we ultimately will probably win. Uh, but So the real question, who has the better roster? Oh, mm. uh, yeah, that – I don't know. I mean, I was talking to Ramon about this a couple podcasts <laughs> ago, and he argued me down. Uh, I think it's very close. It's, oh, it's, it's definitely close. It's very debatable. But I'm I'm, I'm going to lean towards my Lakers. I mean, I guess that's biased, but I think it's that close. I mean, so to me, if it came down to it or whatever, I feel like the Lakers have the more championship experience. Like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people on their team have been there. So in a seven-game series, it would be very interesting because I don't feel like the Clippers' bigs could do anything with the Lakers' bigs. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Subak and all of them, they want zero yeah. smoke. You know? <laughs> Trez might want a little smoke here and there, but AD going to give him like 40 and 20. Like, So, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, like... Yeah, it's gonna be must see TV <laughs> it, though. It's gonna be nice though. It's gonna yeah, be nice. it, I mean, for once in the NBA, like it's it's like that NBA Jam type formula. Like it's it's like it's back to twos, like back to the nineties. Like the dynamic duos. Yeah, you know, dynamic duos. Like you know, really Kawhi put the league back in balance. Like they said, he like Thanos. Sorry, yeah, he like Thanos. He really put the league back <laughs> in balance. Like I mean, as a Laker fan, I would have loved to have him, but. I was, I, you know, I wasn't upset that he went to the Clippers because I'm tired of, of having write-ins every year, it's man. It's better this way. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, way it's better. Everything's so up in the air. Like, we want to see what's about to happen. It's actually some, something. Yeah, it's, it's something to watch, man. NBA is going to be great. So, what do you think about the Christmas game? Which one are you looking forward to? Oh, most? clearly, I'm trying to see Clippers-Lakers because by yeah. that time, everybody <laughs> should be there. And they playing hard. They, they, they chilled yeah. a little bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you didn't have some, some games along the way, some struggles, some ups and downs, maybe yeah. injuries. So, now we're going to, you know what I'm saying? We tell the Which matchup see. you hate the most? Because I, I can tell you, man, I hate the Clippers. I mean, I hate the uh, Raptors and Celtics match. Yeah, I, I honestly have no <laughs> No, intentions. that's that one where you eat your food. That's <laughs> exactly. the game. You, exactly. Yeah. I'm you like, go to sleep. Some background noise yeah. while I take a little nap real quick. Yeah, so I can <laughs> catch the, the, the Golden State Warriors play tonight. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, that, I'm about to see, like, Boston. I'm not trying to see. I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to see. Like, Kyrie's no longer on Boston. I have no real desire to see Boston is going to be a, a great college team this year. <laughs> <laughs> And they really are. They're gonna be a great college team this year. I mean, you probably won't hear from them in the media at all. You know, just great basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Brad Stevens has got <laughs> got all. Yeah, he, they they what they took like what Drake said. He got the jokers out of the deck. Yep. So hey, it's. It's gonna be so boring. He got somebody, <laughs> yeah, but they gonna be good though. Yeah, they gonna be good. I give them that. They, they easily gonna be top four. Yeah, so yeah, the NBA gonna be interesting. I, I mean, I, I really want. I really have been like yearning, and then my, my team is finally relevant again. Bro. I was about to say it, it, it's been some a long time coming, though, my man. You know so, what I'm so do do y'all do the Pelicans make the playoffs? No, not this year. Okay. I feel like they don't. Okay. Too many people in the West got better, bro. Because like we not even, nobody wants to see the Jazz in the seven game series. Really? Nobody wants to see that. I promise you. Yeah. Like too many people in the West that got better this year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you know when you look at they look at the 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 standings of last year. I think the only team that take a step back is OKC. And so, 
and they they took a step back purposely, and so yeah. they they've just all that's happened is that we've removed OKC from the playoffs and added the Lakers in my opinion. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like everybody else won't just run it back. So we got to talk about man. We we should have had Jarvis here, man. We got to, <laughs> <laughs> we got to t- shout out to shout out the Bird, man. We, Always shout out Bird, man. <laughs> man, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I should have had him here. Who, who's better to to be the spokesperson for Melo? Maybe some other time. But we got to talk about Melo. I'm glad you stopped me and we started talking about NBA because we had to talk talk about Melo. Did you watch the interview on First Take? I did see the interview. First of all, you loving how Stephen A. eating off the older athlete? <laughs> That's really hilarious. Because no, no younger athlete really messing with him. I was about to say, Stephen A. trying to find any avenue he can to, to make sure he stay relevant. But it, it's really crazy, bro. Like, this man was basically on TV begging. Like, that, that's what yeah, he like was. Me. It, like, dude, it worked on me, though, bro. I mean, I feel it. <laughs> you saw what I put in the group now, like, hey, put that man in purple. It worked. <laughs> I don't know what publicist he got. <laughs> but it's just like, it's like so many different aspects you can look at. Because it's like, all right, like, the mid-range game in the NBA has literally just went away. You know what I'm saying? And that's, exactly. That's his bread and butter. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But, like, I feel like the way he's basically in a position now that, like, Allen Iverson was in. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Allen Iverson could have still played in a league or whatever in, mm-hmm. like, a Lou Will-type role. Allen Iverson could give anybody a bucket at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So, the way, his just his mental was like, nah, like, I know I'm better than these dudes. Like, ain't no way I'm about to accept that role. And that's mm-hmm. the same way I feel like Melo feel, too. And, I mean, I respect that, you know what I'm saying? But the NBA just moved into a different direction. And I just feel like it just... Happened at the wrong time for him. Yeah, man. Yeah, because, I mean, he was regarded as one of the greatest sports scores we've ever seen. Easily. Now, me, I think Kobe's the greatest score I've ever seen. Uh, uh, Melo had a run where I, I would tell anybody is from the block to the three-point line, nobody was scoring it better than Melo. So yeah. But, I promise that. And he was fun to watch. But, you know, I think also I think that he's really been humbled. I think that the Houston yeah. situation as he went into – I think Houston did that man dirty. Yeah, they did him ten games in that. He's like, man, I just just started. Bro, he he really was spilling his heart. It was it was almost hard to watch Carmelo Anthony to to get on TV and to. It was hard to watch, he bro. Was like a female after a bad breakup, son. Just, just, just <laughs> let me go, fool. Like, I promise, son. Bro, when he said that, when he told the Houston story, I was like, nah, that won't touch that me. Boy, I was like, some violins in the background and everything, son. Like, bro. Something, something hurt. And, and Melo, man, Melo, Melo, let's keep it real. Melo Street. He keep it street, you know what I'm saying? Like for him to get on TV, exactly. (laughs) When he come, when he when he on TV like this, man, he just. But I think he deserves another shot, and you know, it's like Stephen A. said, man, it's not thirty team. It's thirty team. It got more scrubs in the league than him. You know what I'm saying? Like you mean? So you telling me? Well, I don't know. I'm sorry to do him this, but Della Dover, Bella Dover, whatever his name is. If he's on the score, if Jeremy Lin is on the team, Melo needs to be on the team. Don't be disrespectful. That's NBA champion. Bro, it's just, it's ridiculous at this point. But I think the Lakers probably, we probably going to, I think that a team, a championship uh, contending team is probably going to wait till half the season. And save a spot for him. I'm about to say, to be honest, uh, you know, for me, like, I feel like Melo's, if he's going to the Lakers, is all betting on what happens with Iguodala. Like, because the mm-hmm. Lakers are talking about, you know, they're holding that last spot open for Iggy and whatnot. So, if 
if Iggy don't get bought out, you know what I'm saying, then I, I don't like know what's taking that so long. Because like they trying to come up, like Memphis trying to come up because they, they know so many people want them, so they trying to get like pieces for them. You know what I'm saying, like a, like trade type mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. But everybody like now nah, we gonna see you know we're with a buyout, so I guess we just gonna see how that play out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, I I would I would love. I think if we if we get Iggy, I think we I think you almost can write us in. I feel, but to be honest, like I feel like the Lakers don't need Iggy. I feel like the Lakers need for Iggy not to be on Houston or the Clippers more than <laughs> they need Iggy. Because <laughs> that's crazy. because like if if Iggy goes to the Clippers, then you basically got three people a game you could throw at Brian and. That's not what we want. You know what I'm man. saying? That, that, that's not. Uh, oh, you say we. I like that, man. Oh, Welcome to the, the Lakers, man. Not, not the Lakers. The LeBrons. <laughs> the LeBrons. The, the LeBrons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Because even with, even with Houston, you know what I'm saying? Like, right now, I mean, who, uh, what old dude name is that, that played the, um, the three out there now? Uh, sheesh. I can't remember. P.J. Tucker? P.J. Tucker. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you know, he, he too small to go with Brian. You know, they mm-hmm. can throw him at him, but, like, Iggy is what they need. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I, I just feel like... Houston, to me, is going to be a fun regular season team, but I don't think they're going to make no noise in the playoffs. I mean, it's they, they pace of play about to be serious. Russell going to push that thing, boy. Yeah, Ooh. speaking of pace of play, what you think about uh about um, David Griffin saying that the Pellets is going to play the fastest pace in league history? I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't see how they can't. I mean, <laughs> like, you got a point guard that's literally Lonzo's going to dribble the ball twice and give it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I don't see, like, literally everybody on the team can grab and go. So you might as well get up the floor. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, with a young team like that, their downfall is going to be in half court. Yeah. In half court, you know what I'm saying? Trying to execute in that when you don't have that, that superstar type, like, you know, like yeah. Brian or whatever. To move pieces and all that type of stuff. So if you're yeah. in transition with all the yeah. athletes, why not? Yeah, I probably got the most athletic front court in the league. One of the most athletic front courts in the league with Jackson Hayes oh, and Zion when, when Jackson put a little weight on, it's gonna be serious. Yeah, because <laughs> that boy he got pogos like for yeah. real. So let's get into this fantasy. I know everybody oh. been waiting. Uh, we talked about um, wide receivers last episode. If you want to add something else to that, are we? We gonna touch on tight ends this episode. Tight right? ends, tight but ends. Just give us a yeah, give us like three receivers you really like this year. Oh, like so all right, at the top of the draft or whatever, I would say I remember when when I was on last time, y'all was asking me who I thought was gonna be the, the top wide receiver in the league and I told y'all Julio mm-hmm. or whatever, because I feel like dude just he, he itching like he he need like a, a double digit touchdown season and obviously we know the catches in the yard is gonna be there so I think dude gonna do his thing I think he kind of being slept on right now a little bit you know what I'm saying so yeah I, I like so, so you like Julio I like Julio at the top of the draft then like in the middle of the draft or whatever somebody that I see interests me with the whole. AJ Green thinks Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I was talking about that last week. Because it's like, all right, they talking about AJ Green gonna be missing games, like regular season games mm-hmm. now. So it, I'm like, if he end up on the pup list, mm-hmm. then it's like, man, like. Tyler but one Boyd. of the things Los brought up when I brought Tyler Boyd, he was just saying that Tyler Boyd shown statistically to do better with AJ on the field than off the field. But when we look at that, we gotta look at it from all angles, though. 
So while the numbers do say that he does better with AJ Green on the field, because I think it was like what four games or whatever mm. where AJ Green was there and he was there, all those games weren't with Andy Dalton. So you got Jeff Driscoll throwing you the ball. Obviously, your numbers gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's bit. true. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So with yeah. Jeff Driscoll throwing him the ball in some of those games, that is going to kind of like skew those statistics to go down. Mm. So that's why I'm like, I mean. Because nobody saw Tyler Boyd last year. Like, he came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere. So, I think dude, like, you know what I'm saying, he primed to do it. He, he third year in the league. Third league. year in the league, it took him three years to break out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's usually when it is, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, because he wasn't no big time, you know, off the draft pick or nothing. So, it's like, mm-hmm. it take a little while. And then, I mean, it's not like he was in the, the best system to break out mm-hmm. in either. And he's in a better system now, we think, with Zach Taylor. He was mm-hmm. going to be more offensive-minded there. Marvin Lewis with that archaic offense he was running. Mm. So I like Tyler Boyd. And then at the end of the draft, like just a straight dart throw out of nowhere or whatever, mm-hmm. Robert Foster for the Bills. <laughs> I don't want nothing in Buffalo, bro. Bro, like I just feel like Josh Allen is just going to literally be on like, like you, you remember like back in the G NFL blitz, just running around in circles and then just throwing <laughs> I just feel like Robert Foster gonna catch a few of them and take them to the crib. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, why not? At the end of the so, draft, you you just making dark throws anyway. So, so, so my receiver at the top of the draft, I like a lot. Um, is obviously D Hop. Um, easily consistent. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, it didn't, drop a pass didn't drop a pass. That's not uh, even fair. So I mean, it's not. <laughs> so that's not. Even, that's not even fair. Right? He out there like high hands hanging with a stick on his hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Little so, Giants reference right there. So I, I feel like who who's gonna slip in the middle middle of the draft because nobody's talking about him, but he's consistent every year. Is Mike Evans. So, but that's still like top of the draft to me. Well, it will be. be. He, he should be. be but I think he gonna. I think in some drafts I've done mock drafts, he slipped to the third round. That's crazy, bro. Do you realize this man had probably the quietest fifteen hundred yard season ever last exactly. year? Exactly. Exactly. It's really ridiculous. He's like, a, he's he's Mister Reliable, bro. Bro, he, he's yeah. a dog. Like he really a dog. I, I always did rock with Mike Evans though. The way he used to, you know what I'm saying, do things. I ain't like what he did that. to. Uh, to Marshawn, though. Oh, my God. That that was that, that was weak. You know what I'm saying? His, his emotions got the best of him. It is what it is. But but I do like Mike Evans, though, because he's consistent. And then I like Bruce Arians being the officer coordinator. That's I mean, not a, the, the head coach. That's always a blessing. But, you know, the thing about it is that he hired a – what was that guy's name? He used to be the Jets coach. Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles. So, that means that Bruce Arians can just focus on his offense. Oh, all day. So, I'm expecting – a sneaky. We gonna talk about quarterbacks for a little bit, but I'm expecting James Winston to have a big year this year. And they already saying in camp that he's showing consistency. Bro, we always say this every year. Is this James year? But I'm actually with you, kind of with that. So, <laughs> Bruce, if Bruce can't get his mind right, then I don't think nobody will. Basically, and this mm-hmm. is probably like one of the first off seasons that he he's had that he's not being. You know what I'm saying? Under the microphone. By right. Him. He's so, not in any type of scandal. Exactly. So so he can literally just focus on football this offseason. So I think that's going to be big for him. So, I mean, obviously the weapons are there. He just got to, you know what I'm saying, just not make the, the dumb James plays and he's going to be all right. Yeah, he do just some dumb. And this this year five, so it's either get paid oh, or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting 20 mil this year. So just while, you know, we're talking on James or whatever, just a little interesting little curveball. So what if they don't re-sign him or whatever? And he ended up on the Saints. How would you feel? 
I don't like Jameis as my franchise quarterback. I feel you. I don't. I don't I feel, like him. I feel like he's too immature. He's too immature, and he makes horrible, horrible decisions. Like you can't teach that. That's not ability. That's mental. Right. The way you were just you in trouble, so you just jack it up, and I'm gonna throw it in a triple coverage and just see what happens. Just because it worked in college, it's not gonna work. Bro, like, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like that idea though. But and then plus, I'm thinking Drew probably gonna play a good. He gonna he competing with Tom Brady. I think he seen Tom Brady get his little I was extension. About to say, Tom got an extension. Yeah, so he like he like oh okay. And then this this, this ain't, ain't Breeze ain't his contract up this year. We we don't have a quarterback on the roster technically next year. Everybody's contract is up because Teddy Bridgewater only signed a year a year deal. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking about Saints, but it. <laughs> but but the, the thing is, I'm gonna get to my last receiver too. I ain't gonna leave you hanging. You get yours, I'm gonna get mine. But uh, just with with Teddy. Like, do you think Teddy's in like that Aaron Rodgers type situation? He because he stayed behind uh, Brett Favre for like four years. Correct. So you know, and then he's willing to resign just so he could be behind Breeze. So how would you feel? I know you're a Breeze man. You love Breeze. Oh yeah. And Breeze love us back. But <laughs> what would you what would you say if they say no, Breeze? We're not giving you twenty million. You get no Teddy. You're ready. This is your franchise. I honestly don't think it would come down to that because I don't think Breeze would even try to get that or whatever. But if it's for one year, I think they would do it for one year. They would do what? They would sign Breeze for one year. One year? year. Okay. Yeah, I think they would do it for one year. But the way it's going right now or whatever, like, I feel like if they were to give Breeze that one year, 20 mil type deal or whatever next year, then I think that they're going to have to re-sign Teddy to at least a three-year deal just so that once, okay, we we done like that, that, mm-hmm. that's it because I mean to be honest I don't mm-hmm. want to see forty one year old Drew Brees throwing the ball I love Drew you know what I'm saying but hey Drew had a little noodle on going on in the playoffs last year bro right? like it, he had kind of got burnt out like Drew and Tom because Tom Brady didn't have a great playoffs either like the, huh. the rest of the team carried Tom to be honest like wow. I mean, I mean thirteen Patriots fans game? gonna kill you hey I mean hey that was AD AD is a <laughs> All right. Like, it is what it is. Tom did not have the greatest playoffs, but Bill schemed like he always schemed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got rid of the Chiefs. Yeah. They ran the ball down everybody through, mm-hmm. and then Tom just made the plays he needed to make. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Breeze and Brady are the ultimate. You can tell that that they not juicing, they not shooting nothing up because the way they they <laughs> they fall off at the end of the year. Boy. That old age kicking in. Breeze and throw <laughs> man. When I tell you Breeze, what Breeze didn't throw a pick to what the twelfth game of this year? Right. I want to say, but see, no, maybe thirteen. It, it was it was a lot of games. It, it was definitely double digit. Yeah, and then like then he just started doing crazy stuff. But at the same time though, in his defense, so I guess I should give the, the full picture like I always say or whatever. Things started going downhill with Breeze when Olmstead got hurt. When Olmstead yeah, was there, that's a good point. When Olmstead, like literally the past few years when Olmstead has been there, I think the Saints have only lost like three or four games with mm-hmm. him in the lineup. And when he went down last year with his injury, that's when the offensive line started getting the injuries and everything. And mm-hmm. then we started having to shuffle people. Then all of a sudden we got like a Will Clapp starting, a Cameron Time starting, and you know what I'm saying? And that just started throwing things out of whack. So Drew started experiencing that pressure up the middle that he don't like. 
And that kind of proves yeah, things off. He did look uncomfortable. Right. So but Armstead is never healthy, seems like. He always had that nagging injury. And, but it's always freak injuries because it's not like even nothing chronic. It's like this man <laughs> fall on the ground. Any other normal person get up. He, oh, my God, my pet tore. Like, what, son? Like, how is that even possible, son? Like, like you literally like, dog. Like, I'm not understanding how this man get injured so much. But I just hope dude could just stay healthy, son. If dude, if dude could stay healthy, then... It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be the good food. Cause like the the O line the O line ready. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Le- Le- McCoy gonna step up. You know what I'm saying? And then they got that they got that swing mm-hmm. offensive line that they've been missing since um Sydney mm-hmm. Oklahoma left and went to the um to the Texans. Mm-hmm. So they, they got that six O lineman. Like the O line ready. They just gotta stay healthy. So uh okay, so we gotta get back to fantasy. So yeah, we doing Saints man. <laughs> AD from New Orleans. So he got <laughs> He gonna go harder, but it's, it's it's nice to have a Saints fan to talk about this on yeah, on that. No offense to my brothers, but. You know, like you know, they you know, Los Rams fan, Ramon is a Colts fan, so it's not like we can really dig deep in like that. And I could talk about Saints all day, all but day. but uh, so my last uh receiver I got, and you gonna you, you I think you gonna raise your eyebrow at this one, Ooh. but I mean I've looked at it, bro, like it, it, Marquez Valdez Scanton from Ooh, from the Packers. That's so interesting. I like MVS. You but probably gonna get him like you probably could really like easily double digit rounds. You might not. You might be able to get him my waivers right after I the mean, draft. You might go be able to go. Like, well, not now because I said it, but but dude, I mean like, it's no it's it's no you know no more like it's him and it's it's a uh, uh, Jerome Allison. Yeah, Jerome and, and Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams. That's it. That's what I'm saying, bro. But it's like, because Equinemia is saying. Who's the guy that's left? Who the guy that left? I forgot. Randall Cobb? Yeah, Randall Cobb. Like, I feel like NBS could be that Randall Cobb. I feel like he can be better just for the fact that he's 6'4 and runs a 4'3". Exactly. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's not like, what what are we doing right now? Yeah, and he going to most likely play. He going to play and play in and out. Oh, he could definitely play in the slot and outside. So, So (laughs) if 12 stay healthy, like, I call, I call, you know what I'm saying, Aaron Rodgers 12. 12 stay healthy, like, they going to be a problem. I feel like they making the playoffs this year to the Packers. Yeah, they didn't didn't finally got their secondary situated. Defense ready. Yeah, like, so they, they get any type of pass rush, they're they gonna be a problem. But I, I like MVS. Yeah, I like MVS. That's my late, 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 like their late receiver that you you named. Don't that's throw. Why not? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, exactly. That's one of them rounds. Like, um, I mean, do just do your research. Don't take my word for it. But you know, everything I've seen and read up on him, like he's one of those people that's flying under the radar. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't even like him. Like, like yeah. preseason gonna tell a lot. Yeah. It's basically like if he's the if he's the the, the number two receiver because mm-hmm. they're already saying that that Jerome Allison gonna play mostly slot. Mm-hmm. So if, if MBS that 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 number two, the more you on the field with Aaron Rodgers, the better. The better. <laughs> so and like I, my rule of thumb, you always want a piece of a great offense. A great offense. You Why always not? want a piece of. Why not? No matter what it is, no matter if it's the third option or whatever. But I'm about to say, and, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers has already shown that he can sustain three wide receivers mm-hmm. in fantasy. So I mean, why not? So fifty three minutes in, man, we're gonna get into these tight ends. Let's do it. Uh, we we have been doing it like round robin style, like we'll go through the top ten. It should go quicker with just two people. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, tight end is a is one of those positions that you know 
you really can wait on. Oh, it's it's a lot it's, of it's a yeah. lot of hope and wish and pray. Basically, yeah. if you just hoping that your tight end score a touchdown that week. Yeah, and basically they'll be in like the top ten. I mean, if you don't get if you don't get Kelsey or Ertz, you might as well just hang it up. I can't say that because I'm I'm big on Kittle. So oh yeah, Kittle too, Kittle too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kittle's actually in my top three, but easily. But you know, I'm just saying it, that. I mean, that's expanding because I mean we gonna go through it. But sure. but the typical rule of thumb is that. You can wait on the tight end. You can wait on the tight end. Yeah, you you don't want to give up like you know. Because Kelsey, because Kelsey got got that that Gronk treatment now. He basically going first second round. So exactly. If you ain't trying to pay that, then you don't want Kelsey. Yeah, I'm not trying to pay that. Hey, I, you know it is what it is. I like I'm in so many leagues, bro. That you know I. Yeah, do you so do many, like 15 leagues. I do so many different things. So last year I actually made it to the championship in one of my leagues going Kelsey second round. So I but was it a back? To, was it like a late first round pick you had? I had I had the the number one overall pick. And you went tight end with your second round pick. Ooh, my second round pick. I, I can see you doing that though, because that's a back to back, right? Right. So I, is it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's on the it's on the swing. So I went in the first round. I took David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Second round, I took Kelsey, and then third round, I took Joe Mixon. And then mm. Yeah, so I could see that's the only way because I did that one one year and I actually was able to flip Grunk right. and uh, trade him because that's 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 one of those good things too strategy wise since we talking about tight ends fantasy is that a tight end a great tight end like Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle's like I always look to flip him because yeah. you can get like a a lower tier tight end that's gonna give you twelve points right, right, but right. you didn't flip Kittle for a a, a wr one or RB one or RB two you know so. And you know, you know how I feel about fan- running. Running backs are king for me. Like I can't have too many running backs. So yeah, I if, see that, bro. If I'm flipping a tight end for a running back, I'm doing that every day of the week. That's just how I rock. Okay, so uh, so we we basically in agreement that that Kelsey is the man at the top. That yeah, is. we definitely agree. I mean, <laughs> three three one thousand yards in a receiving in the past three seasons. He's he's averaging over. He's an average over one hundred targets the past four seasons. He's the the number one target in the number one offense in football. Yeah, so I mean, then you got a Patrick Mahomes who's willing MVP. to who's who's willing. To, I, I mean, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, no, if you don't know that, no, then no, you don't need to play fantasy. No, I'm about to say, the only thing I would say about Kelsey, bro, just for a negative aspect of things is you just need to make sure that the ankle good. He had that random ankle surgery mm. in the offseason, but if, if he if that's good. So you being, you being nice to the list. I wasn't even going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's cool though. That's good information. That's good information. I feel you. You want to monitor those injuries though, seriously. Always, uh, always. Just like AD said, you wanna if you want to be a savvy fantasy player, you got to constantly redo your research because I've seen guys that get to draft day and it's clear they'll, they'll be like, oh, man. Like, I bet you watch – it's probably going to happen in our draft. Watch A.J. Green go in the, in the third round, That's the second round. Cause they, <laughs> cause, because I see it every year because they don't know they heard it. They're like, man, why is A.J. Green up? Man, let me go ahead. You're going to be talking about, oh, man, I got auto-picked into him. Man, shut up. Nah, you went and got that. Yeah. Well, you know you wanted that bar. Yeah, yeah, so – so I mean, most of those injuries, like like AD said, that's a good one. I got Zach Ertz at two. Ooh, I got Kittle at two. Okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, I I speak on Ertz a little bit. All right. Um, I think Zach Ertz's value is really low key fake attached to uh, God, well, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, the quarterback. Yeah, Foles. Uh, Foles Wentz. Wentz. All right. Um. I think that is directly, but Foles liked him a lot too. Correct. But you know, I think that if if Wentz is 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 healthy, I think that Hurts is his favorite target. 
But, you know, I think that, you know, I just got him in two because he had a great year last year. But, you know, one would say because of Foles. But, right. you know, I, I mean, Ertz is, you know, when he came in the league, I think he's a he's a great tight end. You know, he I think he, he has the, the tools to, to be a top three tight end. And you look at it, he took a step forward this year. I don't think he's going to take any step back. So, so my counter argument to that is I think that Ertz is going to regress. Like, I don't think he's going to see as many targets as he saw last year. Mm. Deshaun Jackson. Who's going to tell us? Oh, yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson yeah. being added to the offense is going to be a big deal because I think he's actually going to lead that team in receiving. I do, if, too, because I don't think he went over there without that because exactly. he was complaining about targets in, in Tampa Bay. That's what I'm saying. So, I think he's going to play a big role in that. I think that they're going to be running a lot of 12 personnel because I think Dallas Goddard is the goods. So, I think he's going to be on the field a lot, taking targets away from Ertz. Also, in the draft, they got Miles Sanders, who's a complete back. He catch out the backfield. So, I think all that is just going to make sure that Ertz's targets go down. I'm not saying he's not going to be good because he's still going to be good because, mm-hmm. obviously, he's going to catch a lot of passes. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like his target regression. And he's going to be a, a red zone target. Oh, I'm about to say, but he, to me, he has to fight in the red zone, too, because they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. This is going to be yeah. a full healthy season at Alshon Jeffrey. So, it's like, it's give and take. I just feel like the Eagles offense has a lot of miles to feed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that's my number two. Go ahead. Do so, my number two, George Kittle. I mean. He had dude, a great uh, breakout year. Breakout year. Like, most most y'all's ever by tight end. Huh? Man, he went Dumb, bro. I mean, he came out of nowhere. It really wasn't. Who came out of nowhere more so though? George Kittle or uh, uh, Tyler Boyd? George Kittle, like mm, it's. I don't it's know. Yeah, it's close. Man, dudes was killing me with George Kittle last year. I'm like, who the hell is George Kittle? Oh, I knew who he was because I just knew that Iowa produced tight ends. You know what I'm saying? And like. They I, do, bro. But, like, the reason I knew about George Kittle was because of preseason. I saw them they throw him out in preseason, and he, like, <laughs> ran over two people and went for a touchdown. I said, he going to be the truth. That was his rookie year. Yeah, this going to be but I didn't think he was going to come like this. But at the same time, though, just like I was saying with, with Ertz or whatever, I think that Kittle is just a better athlete, obviously, than Ertz and just more explosive. And then I think that – Kyle Shanahan is just a ridiculous play caller. So that's why I think that, you know, that's why mm. I put him over Ertz. But at the same time, though, he did that because they had uh, somebody like Trent Taylor as their number one wide receiver because all their wide receivers got hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So when you add in the fact that Dante Pettis should be healthy, they drafted Debo Samuel. Marquise Goodwin going to be healthy for the two games that he played. We know he's <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> but then another big factor in, in the Shanahan offense is running backs. And yeah. the 49ers have too many running backs. Ooh, this year. they do. Bringing, you know what I'm saying, he's familiar with Tevin they Coleman. They got Minnesota running back. Right, bringing, bringing Tevin McKinney. Coleman into, into the system. Man, how many hearts, speaking of McKinnon, how many hearts did he break last year? Bro. Man, McKinnon was going as early as... First round in, in drafts, bro. Round, easy. And, and sometimes he'll slip to the third. Exactly. But, but I would, man, like. And I don't even think that. I, don't, I, I wouldn't spend that on him. I remember I was doing a draft when he tore his ACL. I was like literally in the middle of a draft. <laughs> and I wound up like like taking Breida late just because I was like. Because dude in my draft had, had took McKinnon. And I was like, oh, he must not know. So I just waited a few rounds and then boom. I took I took Breida. You know and I'm saying? Everybody like, who is that? I'm like, I don't see. And then, uh, and then everybody started reading the news and everything about McKinnon. I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all got to keep up. Breeding is serviceable, man. So who you got as you? 
I guess number three, right? Number three, I got George Kittle. Oh, uh, all right. Well, so we don't got anything to talk yeah. about. It. Uh, <laughs> I think he's very, very nice. He's somebody I slept on last year, but I promise you, I won't sleep on him this oh, year. Oh, I definitely wasn't sleeping. I don't think nobody gonna sleep on him this year. Oh no, he he's easily going top of All right. So number four, Evan Ingram. Mm, I like it. I like it. Because, uh, I mean, they basically don't have a wide receiving core. Right I was about now. to say, who else going to catch the ball with Saquon? So, you know, I, I mean, he's in prime position to catch a lot of balls. And, and Evan Ingram is really good. They actually took him early, if you remember. He's a wide receiver, bro. From, yeah. He's a wide receiver playing tight end. Like, yeah. no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's a slot wide receiver. Like, when, when Odell had got hurt. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? A few years ago, and they had people like Roger Lewis out there playing wide receiver. He led the team in targets. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard gone, you know, got his little injury right now, so he's supposed to be ready for the beginning. But we don't see. But yeah. I don't see where he's not at least second on the team in targets. We got say No, knock on him is that I don't want anybody that Eli has to throw to on my team. Oh, I, I always feel that. And then to double down on that, what if Eli is just really as terrible as we we are saying he is, and then Daniel Jones comes in. Oh my gosh! So you got Daniel Jones, and they itching. They really itching to put him in oh, to to are. justify them taking him there. They early. are. So that, that that's like my my knocks on Ingram aren't him. It's literally his quarterback situation. Yeah, and then Saquon just don't know they about to run him into the ground. I feel sorry. Like he talking me. all them interviews. They all that sound. I don't care how much you take. How many kids? Yeah. All right, dog. I feel sorry for Brad. I ain't lying to you. Yeah, he, you know, he, he I, I think he still got that, you know, that rookie type. Like he's still green. Like yeah, he don't, he don't yeah. understand what this. He gonna, he gonna realize sooner or later though when, when that box stacked. And you know what I'm saying? But, but do the dog though. Yeah, he, he, he's special, bro. <laughs> he's special, bro. So uh, who you got it for? So at four, I actually have OJ Howard. Okay. And the reason I have OJ Howard over Evan Ingram is because like I feel like. His offense is more stable. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And, like, whereas Eli might be looking over his shoulder with the whole Daniel Jones thing, I don't think Jameis with Fitzpatrick going to be looking over his shoulder. So I just feel like, boom, OJ Howard is a dog. Yeah, he, he was, is. He was highly drafted. He also. was out of Bama. Right. So that that offense, Bruce Arians won't push the ball down the field. They, and he they utilizes all his weapons. He's he going to utilize everybody. Yeah, so. Yeah, so OJ Howard yeah. literally. Without the freak, the freak injuries he been having, do yeah. the dog. Yeah, that's the only that's the only knock on him is is his is his health. But uh, just like you say, he he's a, he's gonna be a major co- contributor to the Bucks, especially with the departure of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, and, nah, Motoyz, Adam know, Humphrey's gone. Motoyz, yeah. so. and then Mike Evans, you know, they, he know he gonna be doubled every time down the field. So uh, wide open, bro. Yeah, so uh, at five, I got OJ Howard. So we so can boom, six. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, same difference. Yeah, I got Eric Ebron at six. Ooh, yeah. interesting. He had a great year last year. Andrew Luck will be a, a second year removed from his from his shoulder situation. From his shoulder situation. So, uh, Ty, you know, he's bound like you say with Marcus Goodwin for the for the six games that he's gonna be healthy. <laughs> um, you know, I think that you know Eric Ebron became a real favorite target for Andrew Luck and. You know, it's certain quarterbacks in certain classes that I love to own their favorite target. That's Drew Brees, uh-huh. that is Tom Brady, and that is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Because yes, when they find their favorite target, they going to him. they going to him regardless. You know, so he's a he's a guy that's gonna be force fed. But Eric Ebron carried me in some fantasy games last year. I mean, he year. carried a lot of people. But so my, I would say my knock on Ebron is my first thing is Andrew Luck. 
So while the shoulder is good, I'm so confused by this calf injury situation he had <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Is dude healthy? Is he not? Yeah, they, like, they, are, they are being lethargic with that. Like, hey, he like, said like, out today. Like, he got a calf. On? Wait, what? He but, got a calf injury. But that's what I'm saying. But if Andrew Luck is good, then that offense is good. But that's the problem. I feel like that offense might be too good for Ebron or whatever. I feel like he's going to regress because he for sure ain't scoring that many touchdowns as he did last year. <laughs> this man was scoring a touchdown like every five passes yeah, or something right. like that. Like yeah. ridiculous stats. So you got, they drafted Paris Campbell. That's, you know, a yeah. few more gimmick plays. Let's talk is there. Then you add in the fact that Jack Doyle should be healthy this year. We don't know how long, how that, how that hip going to hold up. But I feel like Andrew Luck likes him more than Ebron from a, a target standpoint. But Ebron, you know, is bigger for the touchdown aspect of things. But... I just feel like ain't no way he can score that many touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no way. I mean, hey, if that's how you say he's going for the record this year, seventeen. Hey, man, look, do your thing, brother. I ain't knocking you. <laughs> I just feel like like dude can do it again. Same like Julio, like your boy Julio say you going three thousand yards. Three thousand. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. he tripping, but. <laughs> But I guess he said if he said his sights that high, then uh, why not? Huh? Yeah. So who you got at six? So at six, I got the the guy that people kind of overlooking, Hunter Henry. Oh yeah, that's my seven. So Hunter Henry, you know what I'm saying he had his nice little rookie mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I guess a, little, a slight little breakout, and then you know he had the little ACL situation last year. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he about to shake back. Tyrell Williams going out the offense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Phillip Rivers need that 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 goal line type situation. He's another one of those quarterbacks when they find their favorite target. Right, and then his favorite target isn't on the team right now, in my opinion, Antonio Gates. Mm-hmm. So you're getting rid of Gates, <laughs> you got rid of Tyrell Williams. See what I'm saying? And Hunter Henry back in full effect. I just feel like I feel like he can score double digit touchdowns in that offense. Let's put it that way. Okay, all right. I like I like Hunter Henry as well. That's my seventh uh, pick for the reason that you uh, that you. That you alluded to, I think that he is going to fly under the radar for guys that's not doing their research of just how good he was before he went out. And, you know, he's relatively quiet. That's what I'm saying. He, so, he, he all three downs on the field because he blocks yeah. well, too. So. so Yeah, so, I mean, I think he's a good one. Uh, eight, I got Jerry Cook. Mm. Another one of those things that I like anytime I can fit in a guy in my top 10 that's a part of a quarterback like Drew Brees who likes to force feed players. Yeah. But you just look at the tight ends that Drew Brees has had and who he, he's actually made good. Right. So, I mean, you look at how relevant Jimmy Graham was when he was there. And I'm not saying Jimmy Graham was, was it, Jared Cook is Jimmy Graham, but Jared Cook, Cook had a great year last year. Oh, no doubt. He was, so, he was basically the number one option in, in Oakland. And so, and so you know, I think that coming over here, I think that Sean Payton is showing a history to utilize his tight end. So, yeah. so a top seven, you know, top seven tight end, that means you can get him in the later rounds, like eight or nine rounds. I'm about to say, I, I got Jared Cook as my number seven tight end. Okay. And I'm basically, because honestly, I mean. You got him as your number eight? My number seven. Number seven? Oh, we yeah. on seven? Yeah. We, 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 oh, no, we, I skipped. I'm my bad. I skipped because I had Hunter Henry at seven. Yeah, but you you was just like, you had, when I said that Hunter Henry was my six, you said he was your seven. So, oh, okay, yeah, okay. You had already kind of said Oh, all right, go ahead. So, okay. yeah, so with, with Cook or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I got him as my number seven, but I don't feel as though Jared Cook is all that good, but I'm buying into Sean Payton. It's basically all it is. Mm-hmm. Like, if we look at last year, Dan Arnold, Josh Hill. Oh, my. Don't even mention Dan Benjamin Arnold. Watson. That's who dropped that touchdown pass touch- in the playoffs versus the Rams. Bro, bro. 
Dan Arnold dropped touchdowns. Ben Watson dropped routine touchdowns. Yeah, he touchdowns. was dropping too. All those touchdowns that were dropped with Sean Payton schemed these people wide open, I feel like Jared Cook would oh, he gonna be catch the him. beneficiary of just catching those. So that's why I feel like he's going to be a top seven tight end. Like, being the joker tight end in the Saints offense is mm-hmm. it's love. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to have some down weeks, obviously, because, you know, that's just Drew. He's spread the ball around. He's not Jimmy Graham. Except for MT. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's not Jimmy Graham. <laughs> now, Jimmy Graham is MT. You know what I'm saying? So, that's the only person you know going to be getting his at AK, obviously, for sure every week. But, yeah. Jared Cook going to have some nice weeks, though. Okay. Yeah, I got, yeah, I, got, I skipped, jumped the gun, and I said that was my eighth. So, you go with your eighth. So, my eighth is David and Joko. Really? Yes, sir. And this is the ultimate curve. You know, ain't my top ten. Hey, I respect that. But this <laughs> is why. So it might be weird, and I'm I'm just going out on a whim here. So we all feel like the Browns offense is taking taking a big step forward. They look great on paper. That's what I'm saying. It look great on paper. So you got you got your Odell out here on the outside. We know Odell gonna get him. Mm. We know Odell is gonna get double teamed. That's and he finally got a quarterback that can get it. And out he there. got the best quarterback of his career ever. All right, boom. Running game check. Number two receiver Jarvis Landry check. But what does Jarvis not do? Score touchdowns. So I feel like while Odell gonna get him in the upwards to you know maybe fifteen touchdowns or so. Jarvis might be in the range of maybe four to five, but Baker going if they're gonna be as good as we say, he's gonna be throwing in the range of what thirty-five or so touchdowns. I feel like Njoku gonna have, you know, eight of them maybe. Boom. That's why he in my top ten. Okay. I got you. I but mean least, he bro, was one of those tight ends that I was very high on. I guess I'm biased because I, I picked him. I rode the height two years ago uh-huh. when he was really like a sleeper and he was supposed to have this, this massive year and yeah. he disappointed me. So, so and just, just a little backstory or whatever, you know, the reason why I'm like, I guess, higher than most on David Njoku is that he's from Miami and Miami is like, LSU Miami are like my two favorite. Oh, okay. That explains teams, it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, I've been rocking with Miami tight ends, which is shock is your Kellen Winslow, yeah. your, your Greg Olson. You know what I'm saying? I've been rocking with them for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So, Njoku being, because they always got an athletic tight end that come from Miami and be a dog. And I just feel like he the next one up in the mood. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I respect <laughs> it, man. I respect it, man. So, we on nine now? Yeah, we had I got uh, Delaney Walker at nine. I mean, we. I like that. Yeah, Delaney Walker was a top three, four tight end prior to last year before that gruesome injury. But I mean, Delaney, we know what Delaney is. We know what he yeah, is. The, the Titans love utilizing him in their offense. Mariota uh, favorite target. Man, favorite target. He's been, you know, hopefully Mariota take a step forward this year. He needs to I think it's like a do or die year for him, like James. Oh, oh it is. It's year five. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they didn't, for some reason, decide to bring in Ryan Tannehill as his backup. So, you know what I'm saying? If they really wanted to move on, well, we've seen Ryan Tannehill be a starting you know, quarterback in this league before. So, mm. Mariota might be looking over his shoulder, too, for uh, if he get hurt or something like that in the season. Mm-hmm. And we could see him being benched. So, but yeah. I, I just think Delaney Walker, he don't really have anybody really competing. Right. I mean, they drafted a top receiver last year, but uh, Corey, Corey, uh, Corey Davis a few years but ago. But he was kind of disappointing. But they, they, they retooled this offseason, though. Yeah. And Adam Humphreys drafted A.J. Brown. So, yeah. you know, those are yeah. some other toys that go around. But I still feel like Delaney, they, they – yeah, Cause, yeah, because I mean, when you got a rookie receiver, it take like unless they like Odell or just yeah. a superstar, special. Yeah, you know, they usually need a couple of years to really kind of pan out. But of 
But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like Delaney at that at that uh, ninth spot for me. That's right. I. I that's where I got Ebron at. So wow, we already talked. Man, you alone, Ebron. I told you, bro. Like I just, I'm not seeing like those those touchdowns. Like goodness gracious, you got that boy way down the list. I'm just saying, son. Like I just can't see all those touchdowns happening again. I mean, hey, fool me, do your thing, bro. Like fool you. Huh? <laughs> all right, uh, so we on ten. We on ten. All right, so I got Trey Burton. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean. I think this is probably this is gonna be the year, man. This, you know, when he first came in the league, like you know, you know, people was like so high on him. Uh-huh. I think he gets it all together out there in Chicago. Uh, I think that you know, I mean, he really doesn't really have anybody really competing for targets out there that's relevant, right? You know, so I mean, I think that he probably will be be. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. He may he's gonna be uh uh relevant in their offense, let's put it like that. And I mean if you if that's a ten tight end, so if you like do do like some guys do, they get so caught up in trying to get the rookie receiver, rookie running back, and then you're like, oh man, thirteenth round, I I need a tight end. Yeah. I think Trey will still be there. Oh, he, he, he definitely will be. There. Yeah, a nice dog throw. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So I mean, if you want to take, if you if you don't believe in the tight end position, I think that that's that that's that tenth that's that tenth tight end you want. I'm about to say. So my, I guess my boomer bust type. My yeah. argument for him is that he's second year in that system or whatever. So he got you know another off season with with Mr. Bisky to get all that right with Mad Nagy and everything. So I can see where he can take a step forward over last year. But my big thing or whatever with him is that last year he played the whole season without Adam Shaheen, who was their top tight end pick a few years before. Mm-hmm. And he's coming back this year. So he could probably take some targets away from mm-hmm. from Trey Burton. But, you know, we're going to see. Like I said, the best players get on the field, huh? So maybe, maybe they, they might run a lot of 12. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, ten, ten, so, so my number 10, I got Mr. Vance McDonald. Uh, so I liked it. A.B. out of town. Jesse James out of town. Juju, his target share might go up to like 30% target share. That's fine and all, but that's still a lot of targets that somebody else got to get. Vance had a straightless season. Man, you are high on Vance, guy. Vance, Vance had a straightless season last Man. year. You know what I'm saying? And that's he did interesting. That, he did that with, with limited snaps. Like okay. his, as, as the season progressed last year, his snaps started to grow. He was that tight end I picked up on waivers when, exactly. I, when my starting tight end was out. That's what I'm saying. And we all saw the, the human highlight he made in the Bucks. Yes. So we, we see he got that dog in him. And what people don't know, another big-time highlight he had when he played for the 49ers, he had like a 75-yard touchdown catch. Dude got wheels. Mm. He athletic. He just got to stay healthy. If he stay healthy, then I feel like I got him too low, to be honest. <laughs> man, you a high on man, bro. That man said, if I get him now, it's too. You got him because, too. Because I mean, dog, they, them toys got to go somewhere. So naturally, the Steelers' offense, they gonna come down on their passing. They just attempts. spread it so much. They, they gonna come down on their passing attempts, obviously. But I mean, if it's okay if you believe in my creep, if you believe in James Washington or whatever, they they good, they decent, whatnot. They could take, you know what I'm saying, pressure away from Juju, but I feel like just like Michael Thomas needed Jared Cook to take some pressure away from me, I think Juju going to need Vance McDonald. Hmm. I like it. So, um, so quarterback-wise, who, like, what's the quarterback that you, that you like the most in this, in this fantasy draft? 
Whew. And PPR, that I get a disclaimer every time. We talking about their whole tight end list was based on PPR. Oh, PPR. I, I mean, I don't even know why we need to give that disclaimer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There shouldn't be anything else. I give that half point PPR. I right. give that, but if you. If you plan to stay in the league, just, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, try something new. You know I mean? Like, like, yeah. like. I couldn't. I, I, I stepped away from Stan and never went back, bro. bro. It don't make no sense to, to stay over there, man. Come, come across the fence. The water's fine. You know what I'm saying? Come jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who, who you liking? So, I would say that a quarterback that I'm probably, like, higher on mm-hmm. than a lot of people are is Carson Wentz. Okay. And so I feel like Ooh. I feel like the Eagles His health bothers that's me That's what I'm saying Like literally That's the only thing That, that bothers me About Carson Wentz Is the health But I feel like The Eagles offense They got some weapons bro Like They got weapons All over the field We was, we was talking about them earlier And we didn't even mention Like Nelson Aguilar And stuff like that Or whatever Just just little names They, they brought back Sproles It's just weapons All over the place Offensive line Easily top five In the league he got better in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So, I just feel like... And we've seen him play at the MVP-type level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, if he stay healthy the whole year or whatever, then I feel like Carson Wentz can, can move up into that that mm-hmm. little top range or whatever. So, I'm, I'm going to give you... I, I like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I like Baker Mayfield. But the one guy I like that, 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 that I like is Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton this year. Like from a from a chip on his shoulder, like Greg Olson bet. Cam though. Yeah, and then he can run. He, he give you that running touchdown, yeah. and he can pass it. He got Greg Olson coming back. Yeah. He, him and DJ Moore seemed like they was getting a rapport last year. Uh-huh. He got some weapons now. He CMC like Christian McCaffrey. So I like Cam, and then Cam, you know, his back is against the wall, you yeah. know, because people are, you know, forgetting. Like, just like LeBron, I feel like LeBron gonna come with a chip on his shoulder. I feel yeah. like LeBron gonna win MVP this year, yeah, because too many people just disrespect him. I feel like that's the same thing with Cam Newton, yeah, bro. and that's why I like Cam Newton as a fantasy quarterback this year. I know, and you you'll be able to get him late oh, because really? a lot of people gonna sleep on. I him. love Cam Cam though. I I I, I tell everybody this. I'm like the day I saw Cam Newton. Burn Patrick Peterson up that sideline with Auburn versus LSU. I said, "Oh my God, he a dog! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he the good." You know, I, from then on, but I was like, "He burned four three speed." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "He the good." Like this man is really a freak of nature. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, bro, I feel like Cam about to come back. It's just crazy to me, dog. Like everybody try to knock Cam, but I look at it like this: in one off season. The Browns have put more weapons around Baker Mayfield than the Panthers have given Cam. I, I make that point all the time. And I'm like, son, like, like y'all trying to say that this man not this, he not that. I mean, he can be immature at times or whatever, but he the reason y'all went 15 and one and went to a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's, and he literally was accounted for the statistically 60 percent of the offense, like carrying y'all, son. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like with no weapons, he right, didn't even have what he had right now. This is the best weapons in his career because they they out there trying to get these tight ends playing wide receiver. You know, no disrespect to functions or nothing like that or whatever. You know what I mean? But I'm like. Hey, get this man some real weapons, but yeah. he, he got some he got some yak people. This <laughs> they got a uh, some dudes. Uh, it was beefed out. The yeah, dude, the dread. Yeah, I'm like, man, come on. When man. they drafted him, they swear they got Cam this the best man, weapon since. This man out here looking like six six Queen Latifah on the field. And he, <laughs> he can't catch a cold, and then he trying to sit up and talk about his Cam fault. 
Man. And but the only reason why you got a camp visit right now is because everybody on the Giants died. <laughs> yeah, it's over. For, it's over for him, bro. Like when they see, I, I feel like Buffalo is like the graveyard of the NFL. Like when you get sent to Buffalo, it's over with for you. Like it's over with. Like you know, like AB looked out. They looked at. They looked out. They ain't seen oh, that boy said he wasn't going. He, he said. He said, "Man, look, y'all gotta stop playing with me." That's NFL per. That's the NFL purgatory. Like that's what they seen NFL players. Like, we get shady. What? <laughs> It's just sad to see him like this. <laughs> and he's still talking like, I still got it. I still, just like AP. You know? I love me some AP, but. That dude, that bro. Like, he just really well, a freak. How, how, how relevant in fantasy you think AP is? See that—that's tough to me. Cause that's a crowded backfield. Oh, so crowded. Cause I mean, you got Chris Thompson coming back. You know what I'm saying? So we know mm-hmm. if he held it, oh, pass catching, it's there. Chris Thompson all day. You know what I'm saying? So and he got, can't catch. Well, he's not known to catch. Right. So you got Geis and Peterson trying to get two down work. You're a keeper. <laughs> are they? Are you saying? Ooh, are you saying no? Oh yeah. Hey. Not no more. Man, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to prove Brock wrong, man. You know man. I got to prove him wrong. That's, that's just how I do. <laughs> man. Man, my arrogance, right? I guessed all of them. These are the last two. Oh, all right. I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> man, bro. But guys would be good value for you, but. Oh, yeah. He definitely would be good value. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's going on out there in Washington right now. But but maybe preseason. Yeah, guys, yeah it made it a clear something up, you know, with. With, with, with guys, because I mean, pe- people, man, he a monster. Oh, he a dog for sure. Yeah, he a monster. So, um, <laughs> Definitely a dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Emory may be like that, that's the next guys. I'm hoping. Yeah, next one. Unless right you need there. it. But uh, yeah. So um, anything else fantasy wise? I mean, anything? I think that's. Yeah, we did the tight ends or whatever. I mean. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a joy to compete against you again this year. Ooh, it's about to go up this year, up in the league of twelve people. Ooh, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be every week, man. Cause right now I'm only in one, I'm only in one league right now. So oh, yeah, you tripping, bro? You need to you need to update. I don't know, man. I did three last last year, and I drafted the same way in <laughs> three leagues, and all of and my core got hurt. I mean, that's why you gotta diversify them rosters, man. Like. But then I hate losing, though. <laughs> one of them gonna be a losing roster. Can't I mean, all of them win? Not necessarily. Like you play different people from different teams in different weeks in all the leagues. Like yeah, just that's because, true. like, that's I mean, I had, I mean, obviously, I play in so many leagues that I'm like, all right, I need you to get this many points, but not so many that you beat me in this one. Back bro, how you do that, bro? Like you, you yeah, bro. how many leagues you be in for, realistically? Last year I was in twelve. How many you won? I won, so I got. First place in four, I got second place in three, and then I think I got third place in like two. Yeah, I don't say you do. I don't say you even keep up with all of it. Hey, bro. I mean, you got sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. That's, that's all I gotta say. But I don't know how many I'm planning this year though. But we gonna see. You might. Oh, seem like you scared. Nah, keep doing twelve because oh, the more the more leagues, the the less attention you playing in my league. Oh, yeah, you think that. <laughs> I'm about to say, y'all, we we didn't up to to where I'm at with it now, cause your league was the only league I, I was playing in that had ten people, so yeah. now it's up to twelve. So y'all coming to my realm? You know oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, cause I mean, with a twelve team league, you gotta know how to draft. Oh yeah, you gotta know how to draft. Like, ain't 
really nothing falling because you looking at like if you eleventh pick, you really gotta know how to draft. Man, like, well, I'm at ninth pick. Like, that's not a that's not a advantageous uh, spot to be in. Hey, bro. Like last year, I, I won leagues from from everywhere. I had one. I won. I was the, I was like the fourth spot. One I was like the one. Another one I was the eight, the nine. I mean. You got to know what you're you doing. You got to know who you want, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't be scared to go get them. That's what I tell them. Like, if you want them, go get them. Well, you always say that. <laughs> I, I still don't believe you be, you be serious when you say that. It's like you're trying to push somebody in a bad decision. Hey, man, if you want them, man, you, go get them. You want them, go get them. That's not, so, that's your, that's your draft strategy. Like, so, literally, my draft strategy is, and I always tell people, though, be flexible. Like, in any draft you're going to, you could go in with a strategy like, oh, I, I might want this player here, this, yeah. that, or whatever. But you don't know what everybody in front of you and behind you going to do. So, whatever falls to you, you know what I'm saying? If you like that person, go get them. Like, if, don't be sitting up there like, oh, nah, son. Like, I need to have two running backs right now. Or I need this and that. Yeah. That, yeah, like, that's, a, that's a mistake. I'm glad you said that. that's a mistake that a lot of fantasy players make. Like, man, if you got... Like, it was one of the drafts last year, like, um, I was at fourth spot, and I ended up getting Gurley at that spot. Yeah. Like, I didn't plan on, I didn't think Gurley was going right. to be there, but Gurley's there, so I'm going to take him. You got to. You like, know what I'm saying? I like, you. Yeah, like, so. When, it's, when that type of value falls to you, like, it don't matter. Yeah. If that's the case, like, I know that I am now stacked at this position, and then I can just take, you know, home run shots. Here and there at a different position. So, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I draft for value. Like, I don't right. care what I got on my roster. Right. Like, now, you know, naturally, you know, certain players have certain positions that they like more than others. Some people yeah. like wide receivers. Oh, I'm, I'm some, big on running backs. Some people like running backs like, yeah. like you. So, I mean, you do what you like to do. But at the end of the day, all I know is, like, if Kelsey, like, I, I ain't willing to pay a first-round pick for Kelsey. But if Kelsey, like, fall in that late second round. Yeah. I'm gonna consider it. Why not? You know, so and I don't like tight ends, you know, at, in general that early. So you just gotta, you know. But see, like in situations like that or whatever, like I look at Kelsey as my my number one wide out. Kelsey. Like if I if I'm taking Kelsey like that late in the or I get yeah that late in the second mm-hmm. round, then to me that's like he's my number one wide out now. So I basically just took a, a wide receiver one right hmm. because I mean if you look at Kelsey's stats or whatever. And if you look at him as a pass catcher and not just a tight end, mm-hmm. then he's basically going to be a top 10 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's just all about how you feel, you know? You just have to be comfortable with your roster. That's I, 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 I've never been comfortable with a roster where I took a tight end early. <laughs> I've never been comfortable. Because you, you end up, like, with a, with a stupid team. You end up with, a, with a, like, a team, like, with a, with a weak with a weak running back, uh, a I weak mean, wide receiver, something, something gonna be lacking. But that's see, I'm I'm big on my my in season management to where I can overcome something if I feel like something is a weakness, and maybe it's through me picking up somebody on waivers that that was like hmm. a sleeper, or I'm making trades. I'm all about making trades. No, you always. <laughs> I don't think we've ever completed a trade. We definitely haven't, but you know, it, this this twelve team, we we might better cook something up real quick. I don't you know, know man. I don't, like, I don't be liking the trades with you, man. 
It be something, it be something, bro. We, I don't know. It's, it's certain like people like Los, me and Los can never complete a trade. Me and Ramon, <laughs> and, and then like the rest of the league. Like when you win a championship, like nobody want to trade with you because they feel like you're trying to get over on them. I feel you. Like I get them the best deal, like the most even deal ever. And that's another thing. Like with, with the with, with the other leagues that we be in uh-huh. uh, together, that's their problem. They wanna they wanna always win in the trade. Yeah. Like I mean, you know. I guess there's a lack bad bad t- bad word usage because you of course you want to feel like you won in the trade but yeah. they be wanting to like for you to overpay yeah mm-hmm. get over in the trade yeah. that's not how it works and most of the time bro like like I be telling people I'm like most of the time my first offer is not my best offer there are people I, I always say this at all points time everybody on my team is tradable like I don't go through that <laughs> oh nah this person ain't tradable thing nah if you're trying to make a deal deal. <laughs> Like, come holler at me. Like, I got what you need. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so he, he promoing for the trades. Man, like, man, you, you know where it's at, man. Like, I got that yeah with him. Yeah, so, uh, so, hey, man, it's been good, bro. I appreciate you for Solid coming episode, through, man. bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love when y'all boys let me come through here. Oh, Always yeah. Always hold it down. Oh, yeah. You ain't no stranger, man. You, 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 you're a part distant family now. Yeah, just so. let me know when y'all need me back in here. I'm yeah, with it. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. That's uh, AD again. You know, uh, we're going to be looking out for the Pelicans and you know now he's a part of Laker Nation too so go Lakers <laughs> I don't know about Laker Nation LeBron Nation <laughs> the LeBrons so we gonna we pay attention there but we appreciate you for listening shout out to Los and Ramon again for, for staying but AD held it down and stood in for for them we appreciate that uh, AD tell them your Twitter if you want them or Instagram if you want them I'm about to say Instagram Young Dizzle 504 Y-U-N-G You know what I'm saying If you if you need the memes I got them for you Come Oh yeah, he got all the memes <laughs> Yeah he got everyone bro How many times I screenshot one of your memes At least once a week bro But yeah he, Yeah he the memes And what's your Twitter I don't even have a Twitter Oh you don't have a Twitter Okay I need okay. a big one though huh? mm, Yeah you should you, I, I guess I should You should get some uh, You should get some sports Insight, you know. Why so, not? Yeah, maybe so. I might go home and do that now. You might inspire me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm pretty sure his Twitter probably be the same as his Instagram. So make sure that you follow him. Make sure you follow him, O underscore Benchwarmers on IG and Twitter. We got we've been doing some uh, ranking the f- like four players on um, that you like. It's been taking off. A lot of people has been responding. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you get in on that. We we read we go through each and every one of them and read them. And if you disagree or, or agree, or whatever, but. Uh, thank you for the love. Thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe on Opinionated Bench Warmers on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. And until next time we record, we'll holler at you. Peace.